This is Barry Zelma speaking on Zelma on Insurance for YouTube. I am an attorney, retired now from the practice of law, who spends my time acting as an insurance claims consultant, an insurance claims expert witness, an author, and the creator of these YouTube videos. Today we're going to talk about conditions as they exist in insurance policies. A condition, when used in contract law, refers to an event, the occurrence or not occurrence of which alters the previously existing relations of the parties by creating or extinguishing legal duty. A condition is different from a promise or a warranty. When used in an insurance policy, the condition imposes duties on the insured as the promisor and gives a corresponding right to the insurer, the promisee. Breach of a condition gives the insurer legal justification for refusing to perform its obligations under the policy. There are two types of conditions, conditions preceding and conditions subsequent. The distinction is significant in the resolution of insurance disputes because it determines the allocation of the burden of proof. The insured has the burden of proving the fulfillment of a condition preceding. The insurer has the burden of proving that a condition subsequent has not been fulfilled in order to avoid liability. A condition preceding is an event not certain to occur, which must occur unless its non-performance is excused before performance under a contract becomes due. While no particular words are necessary to create a condition, the words, quote, if, close quote, or, quote, provided, close quote, as well as the phrases, quote, provided that, close quote, or on condition that, or, quote, in the event that, usually connote an intent for a condition rather than a promise. The violation of a condition precedent precludes recovery under a policy of insurance. For example, in Starling versus Allstate Floridian Company, a 2007 decision of the Florida court, a Florida court of appeal found that there was no genuine issue of fact and Allstate Insurance Company was entitled to a judgment as a matter of law. Plaintiff failed to comply with the policy conditions preceding to institution of suit. The provisions were clear and unambiguous. The court found it was not necessary for the insurance company to prove prejudice where the insured failed to comply with a policy condition preceding to suit where the insured, for example, failed to provide a sworn proof of loss in accordance with the policy contract, the insured is barred from filing suit against the insurer for the policy proceeds. 
This is a case in Florida called Farrar versus Fidelity and Guarantee. Similar decisions exist in other states, including California, which has a case called White versus Home Mutual that was decided in 1900 and is still the law of the land. Failure, therefore, to appear for a properly noticed examination under oath, an EUO, constitutes a breach of a condition precedent, vitiating coverage under the no-fault policy or under any policy that requires that the insured submit to an examination under oath. When the policy language at issue is clear and unambiguous, Certain information is required in a written notice as a condition precedent to coverage. The notice is perfunctory. It did not, as required, provide any indication of the actual or alleged breach of professional duty. It does not, as required, provide a description of the professional services rendered which may result in a claim. The notice does not, as required, provide a description of the injury or damage that is or may result in a claim. Indeed, the entire description of the claim is that, quote, his project is experiencing problems and delays in early stages. That statement is entirely nonspecific. It is merely a placeholder. It does not identify an alleged act, error, or omission or any professional services provided to a potential client for a fee, and yet it's sufficient as a notice, according to the University of Pittsburgh versus Lexington, a New York decision. Under the standard no-fault policy, terms an injured person's failure to appear constitutes a breach of a condition precedent vitiating coverage. This is so in Hereford versus Lida's Medical Supply uh, in New York or American Transfer, Transit Company versus Middleton. Other states are not as ready to find a breach of a condition precedent if there's just a failure to give prompt notice and require prejudice. First-party property insurance policies require as a condition precedent that the insured appear for and testify at an examination under oath when the insurer finds that an EUO is necessary. When an insured claim that the giving of recorded statements or the taking of depositions with both sides, fulfills the condition. The Florida Court of Appeal found that those actions do not constitute substantial compliance with the policy condition. Similarly, in California, in a case called Brizula versus Cal Farm Insurance, the California Court of Appeal concluded that as a matter of law, the insured violated the requirement of the insurance policy that he submit to an EUO, that the insurer could on that basis alone deny his claim without a showing of prejudice, and that the availability of a deposition in litigation does not excuse his breach of the EUO requirement. 
that he had no valid bad faith claim and that the court properly dismissed his action. Since the EUO is an essential weapon in the insurer's arsenal of tools to defeat insurance fraud, these decisions are exceedingly important to every insurance fraud investigator, specialized investigation unit investigator, and insurance fraud counsel. The facts that supported the conclusion of the Court of Appeal in Brazula were as follows. On April 23, 1999, Brazula's adjuster faxed 33 pages of documents, including alarm company information, checks and checking account statements, and documents related to the purchase of the business. On May 27, 1999, Cal Farm, the insurer's counsel, sent a letter to Brazula's adjuster advising him that Cal Farm had scheduled examinations under oath for Brazula and his wife. The insurance policy Cal Farm issued to Brazula included a provision allowing Cal Farm to examine any insured under oath in the event of a claim. Brazula's adjuster responded to the demand for EUO by requesting copies of recorded statements that Brazula and his wife had given to Cal Farm shortly after reporting the claim. Cal Farm's counsel denied the request. Cal Farm's counsel offered to reschedule the examination and extend the time to produce documents. Brazula's public adjuster responded by reiterating the request for copies of the recorded statements, and Cal Farm's counsel again denied the request. On June 17, 1999, Cal Farm's counsel wrote to Brazula's adjuster stating, quote, We understand that you have counseled Mr. Brazula to appear for the EUO without additional delay but he has elected instead to draw out the claims investigation by insisting on receiving documentation which the insurance code clearly and unambiguously indicates he has no entitled to at this stage of the proceeding. If Mr. Brazula's final position on, his, on this matter is that he is unwilling to come to an EUO without first receipt and review of his recorded statement, testimony and that of his wife, there will be difficulties. Brazula then retained counsel who accused the insurer of acting in bad faith and eventually sued Cal Farm for breach of contract and for the tort of bad faith. Explaining the reason for its decision to the insured breach the contract, the court recited the history of the condition in California case law as follows. Quote, An insured's compliance with a policy requirement to submit to an EUO is a prerequisite to the right to receive benefits under the policy, citing to the California Supreme Court decision in Hickman v. London Assurance Corporation, a 1920 decision. In Hickman, an insurer investigating a loss under a fire policy demanded that the claimant attend an EUO and that it was required by the claimant's policy. The claimant attended the examination but refused to answer the insurer's questions 
invoking his Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination because of pending criminal charges against him for arson. At the examination, the claimant offered to comply with the demand for an EUO after the arson charge was dismissed or at any time if the insurer would cause the charge to be dismissed. The court held that the claimant's refusal to submit to an examination was not justified and that by refusing to submit to an examination, the claimant forfeited the right to benefits under the policy. If the insured cannot bring himself within the terms and conditions of the policy, he cannot recover. The terms of the policy constitute the measure of the insurer's liability. If it appears that the contract has been violated and thus terminated by the assured, he cannot recover. He seeks to recover by reason of a contract, and he must show that he has complied with such contract on his part. Close quote. After Brazula failed to comply with Cal Farm's initial demand for an EUO, the insured was obligated to take affirmative action to fulfill the requirements of being examined by offering to submit to such examination at a later time. Brizula did not submit or agree to submit to an EUO on any specific date. Cal Farm had done all that it was required to do to set in motion the policy provisions for an examination of the insured under oath. Although Cal Farm reiterated its demand numerous times, Thereafter, by asking Brazula to provide dates for the examination, Brazula failed to do so. Brazula's failure, six months after Cal Farm's initial request for the EUO, to propose any dates for examination, to respond in a timely manner to Cal Farm's proposed dates, and to submit to an examination legally constituted a refusal to submit to EUO. An insured's failure to comply with the policy requirement for EUO deprives the insurer of a means for obtaining information necessary to process the claim. The inability to obtain such information is by definition prejudicial, absent extraordinary circumstances. The insurance examination under oath is a formal type of interview authorized by an insurance contract. It is taken under the authority provided by a condition of the insurance contract that compels the insured to appear and give sworn testimony on the demand of the insurer or find his or her claim rejected. Insurance policies also contain other conditions such as a condition to give prompt notice of loss, uh, to maintain sprinkler systems, to provide security for the premises, whether by a live guard at the premises or some other types of security provisions. When those conditions, whether the examination under oath or any other condition in the policy, are breached. As early as 1897, 
the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania in a case called Early versus Hummelstown Mutual Fire Insurance held that it is beyond all question that a plaintiff forfeited all right of recovery on his policy by breaches of material conditions on the insurance contract. Under Louisiana law, an insurance compliance with the provisions of an insurance policy is always a condition preceding to recovery, and a failure to cooperate may be held to be a material breach of the policy. The U.S. Supreme Court, for example, in Northern Assurance Company versus Grandview Building Association, concluded that faced with a condition that provided, quote, this entire policy, unless otherwise provided by agreement endorsed hereon or added hereto, shall be void if the insured now has or shall hereafter make or procure any other contract of insurance, whether valid or not, on property covered in whole or in part by this policy. The Supreme Court concluded that by reason of the breach of the condition, the policy became void and of no effect. The Supreme Court noted, however, that the breach could be waived by the insurer. Mr. Justice Strong, dissenting on the finding of waiver, said that besides the importance of such considerations to the parties immediately concerned, in business transactions, the community at large have a deep interest in the welfare and prosperity of such beneficial institutions as fire insurance companies. It would be very unfortunate if prudent men should be deterred from investing capital in such companies by having reason to fear that conditions which have been found reasonable and necessary to put into policies to protect the companies from faithless agents and from dishonest insureds are liable to be nullified by verdicts based on verbal testimony. Therefore, any warranty that must be strictly satisfied will serve as a condition preceding to an insurer's obligation to pay. This video has been adapted from parts of my book, Zalma on Insurance Claims, Part 102, Second Edition which is available from Amazon.com as both a Kindle book or as a paperback, and is also available from my website, Zelma.com, by clicking on the link to the Insurance Claims Library. If you found this video to be of assistance to you or of interest and wish to see more, please subscribe to my YouTube channel, so that you can be notified of any new and different videos that I will be posting, hopefully on a daily basis. Thank you again for your attention.